0: What's going on, Dallas fans, sports fans? we got a very, very special guest on today. we got Book It with Trent, a.k.a. The Fade God. You may know him from TikTok. You may know him from Twitter. He's got some banger plays. He's active all the time. He's a creator. You're not going to want to miss our conversation with him.
1: After that, we're going to be moving on, talking about the Dallas Mavericks we going to be previewing the game a little bit uh, tonight against the Rockets, and we're just going to be talking about the start of the season and how we feel uh, regarding some certain players and situation they're in.
0: What's going on, Dallas fans and sports fans everywhere? We have a very special guest on for today's podcast. His name is Trent, but you may know him as Book It With Trent. He's a former TCU alum, content creator, and a menace to sports books everywhere. Trent, <laughs> thank you for coming on today. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me.
0: So, first and foremost, would you like to tell listeners a little bit about yourself, your socials, any other things you want to plug?
2: Of course. Yeah, my name is Trent Atia. I'm actually the founder of uh, the Book It Sports app. It's a sports betting social media platform for sports bettors to interact, engage and consume content all in one centralized place. Uh, so you can download the Book It Sports app for free on the Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Um, and I'm also a content creator myself. Uh, in addition to Book It Sports and creating content there, you can follow me on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram with the same handle at Book It With
0: Trent. Awesome! I awesome. know both of us have been following you for a while on TikTok, for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun there.
0: Yeah. So you have quite the reputation across social media. You know, you're the self-proclaimed fake god. You want to dive into that a little?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't really know how that all it all started. Uh, I think it was really just because I went on such a losing streak and. It really started with, like, the football season, this NFL season uh, that, that's happening right now. The first, like, I think five or six primetime games I picked incorrectly. Uh, and, you know, everyone's watching those primetime games. And so if there's a piece of content that uh, people can relate to about that primetime game, it usually performs well. Uh, and so I went on a ridiculous cold streak with uh, with the primetime picks. And I think that's just really what started the whole Fade God phenomenon um and you know it's kind of my thing like i don't really take too much or think too much of it you know when people are like lack of a better way of saying it shitting on my picks and stuff you know i don't let it get to me because i'm just being myself i'm having fun you know betting on sports if i lose like you know there's tomorrow there's a whole slate of games playing tomorrow so let's win it back like you know and so i just don't really let the hate get to me uh but you know you just got to embrace it and have fun with it and that's what really pisses off the haters is when you embrace it so that's really what I do, and, and and it's fun. So, yeah. Yeah, kill them with kindness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: um, so what are some of your favorite teams, um, just to watch? And then what are some of your teams that are your go-to to bet on that you uh, feel confident when you place that parlay or straight bet?
2: Great question. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty big, like, uh, this is a term I just found out this week, like a Mayweather fan, where you're just, like, a fan of a bunch of different teams, like, at any given time. Uh, but I do have one diehard team and that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I'm a born bred like 2008 on as soon as they became a team. Uh, I've loved them ever since, you know, good or bad Durant, no Durant, like I'm a diehard OKC fan. No one can take that from me, but you'll see in all my content, I'm always wearing a different team like every time, I swear, Uh, you know, whether it's the Lions or you know, the fucking Astros. I hate the Astros, but like I got this hat. I had to bet on someone, you know, so uh, so I, I'm a diehard OKC fan uh, and I'm a big Angels fan, Los Angeles Angels. I grew up with this team. I'm a baseball player at heart. Uh, I love Mike Trout, watched him since he was literally in A. So uh, those are my two teams. Uh, but I don't have an NFL team because I just didn't grow up with an NFL team around me. And, you know, I, I mean, obviously the Rams are here now, but I don't classify myself as a diehard Rams fan. And so I just I'm a big fantasy football guy, big DFS guy, obviously a big sports better. So those are my two teams. Um, and I really don't ever bet on the Angels. Um, I do have good reads on the Thunder. And one of my favorite bets is Thunder Unders. Uh, you literally can't <laughs> spell the Thunder without the under. So I mean, the Unders always hit. Uh, I'm on it tonight, actually. Thunder Under 222. Uh, I'm on that tonight. But teams I love to bet on. Let me think about this. Uh, I love betting on the Tampa Bay Rays. I love betting on – I'm blanking right now. I have so many teams I just usually always rely on. Oh, Angels-overs. That's what I love. Thunder-unders, Angels-overs. Angels-overs are always hit because they have such a great lineup, and their pitching sucks. So they're always <laughs> giving up 10 runs, but they're always scoring You know, 10 runs. So love Angels-overs, Thunder-unders. Uh, who else? There's an NFL team. I, I love betting on the Lions, weirdly. Love betting on the Lions. Thought they were going to pull off a miracle this weekend. They did not, unfortunately. Yeah, same uh, here. But, but there's, yeah, there's some other teams. I don't know. what. Oh, uh, VGK Knights, Golden Knights. I love betting on
1: them. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I thought the Lions were going to do it. after that onside kick and fake punt within the first five minutes of the first quarter, <laughs> I know. So they're destined. They're let, just- I
2: forgot my favorite team in all sports to bet on is the is the dodgers without a question without a question Mm. i will take the dodgers any given day and uh it's always by two and they they had i think their most wins this season by one which was just so painful dude so (laughs) painful
1: (laughs) um do you have a all-time favorite parlay or bet win or loss or both um that come to mind
2: for sure uh both of them i have a all-time win and an all-time loss i have a lot of all-time losses but <laughs> i'll start with the win <laughs> i'll start with the win uh the win was a 14 parlay i put in las vegas uh and i put a good amount of money on this i put like 300 dollars, which is n- never what you should do for a 14 parlay <laughs> uh, but i was in vegas i won a good amount the night before on some table games and so i was like fuck it put 300 on a four-teamer And it was a a parlay that consisted of some of my favorite teams to bet on. Angels over. Dodgers minus one and a half. The Memphis Grizzlies, who always cover the first half. Grizzlies first half, my favorite bet, one of them. And then it was uh, Blue Jays. So it came down to the Angels over. And the game was, or the over was eight and a half. And it was like five to one. Yeah, five to one. Going into the ninth inning and the only way that or no, it wasn't five to one because if it was it was like four to three. Yeah. And the only way I could have won was a walk off three run home run because if someone hits an RBI and they score, then that run comes in and the game's over and the over is not going to hit. So the only way the bet could hit was a three run home run in the bottom of the ninth by Jared Walsh comes up to the plate, two men on Literally, I'm at dinner like with a bunch of family members and just sitting there streaming this game low-key I'm like no way he's gonna hit this thing out <laughs> Kids, fucking Jack's one over the wall walk <laughs> off three run bomb this thing paid out like four thousand dollars I was wow. screaming I was so pumped that was the most electric parlay cashed that I had but uh, the worst one absolute worst parlay I've ever thrown was the McBrady it had so much potential it had a great name. Everyone loved it. It was the Buccaneers money line against the Packers in the conference championship last season in the playoffs. And then it was Conor McGregor to beat Poirier, uh, which was a minus 300 odds, which was just awful, awful odds. Uh, but I loved the Buccaneers against the Packers in that game, and I thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl. It was a lot. So it was the McBrady parlay, two-teamer. My biggest bet I've ever had in my life for this day I put way too much money on it. I regret it so much. Uh, (laughs) I put like 10 grand on it. My biggest bet. Because I had hit a huge bet the week before on the Packers Chiefs money line two-teamer. I put literally like five grand on it and ended up hitting. And so I basically had 10K. Put it all. Doubled down on the stupid McBrady. And Conor (laughs) McGregor got his fucking ass kicked. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I lost money in that fight, too. So, so I feel you yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> I, I
2: we'll learned from my mistakes. I ended up taking Poirier in the next fight and made some units back there.
1: <laughs> there we so we do this segment, too, called Dog House. Um, it's what dog uh, NFL or college football this upcoming weekend that you think will win outright. Um, it's an outright dog win. Easy. Um, I'll let. Jake, go first, and I'll sure. go and then let you give your play.
0: I'm saying Steelers over the Browns. Uh, some, I think Mike Tomlin's a little angry at all the press conference stuff. Some some outside factors influencing the game. So, they're plus 160, so I'm taking the Steelers for my dog. Uh, um, I see that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be riding the Lions
0: <laughs> this week. I love it
1: playing the eagles and i think the eagles are kings of making games look close that aren't close um i have jalen hurts in fantasy and he's a classic six or seven points in the first half and then we'll pull out 16 points in the second half and they always make the score close in the fourth quarter make a game look decent on the box but game's not really good it got blown out um they tried some very stupid things like you're down 17-7 try an onside kick to start the second half don't get it that's just kind of yeah, that's the Eagles for you. So, I, I think the Lions get their first win. Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift, let's make it happen.
2: They look good, dude. Like, they deserve a win, you know? They do. Especially, they come out and they, they pull off some wizardry in that Rams game, and it was electric. There was some slight hope there in the first half. But, no, they didn't get it done, unfortunately. But, I haven't looked at the college slate yet, um, but – I am absolutely nuking this underdog in the NFL this week. It's the Packers against the Cardinals. I love Aaron Rodgers plus points. Come on. I can't not take that. I'm all over it. I know the Cardinals are 7 and L, but Rodgers is my go-to dog this year so far. Uh and I've been riding him since like week 2 with the spread and he's been he's been able to cover almost all of them. So, I'm I'm riding again with with Rodgers in the pack.
1: I feel like that's never a bad bet betting on
2: Aaron no,
1: Rodgers. No. Especially when you can get plus value or
2: points. Oh, yeah. Value. That does not happen often. It'll probably not happen the rest of the regular season. I doubt it.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it's only at six because of all the Devontae Adams, like Alan Lazard news with them being out. But there's still a chance. I mean, yeah. I have to go Adams in fantasy, so I got my fingers crossed that Get some <laughs> get some negative COVID test. Um,
0: yes, dude. Especially us being Cowboys fans. We've we've experienced the Rodgers, so <laughs> yeah,
2: yes, There's uh, always too much time for Rodgers. <laughs> 30,
0: 37 seconds against the Niners or something yep. like that. God <laughs> yeah. like and to cover, uh, yeah,
2: it's insane, unreal. Man. Him and, and Brady
1: somehow Devonte Adams just finds the open field and yeah, then nobody's around and they get to spike it and <laughs>
2: <laughs> every time, dude, it's clockwork.
0: so we'll move into we got our dogs out of the way but now we'll move into the main plays, plays that we know are locks so this is our segment called Bet Talk, giving our favorite plays I'm gonna go with the Cowboys spread and it kind of feels like a trap it's two and a half it's the Vikings they're dynamic offense but uh, both teams coming off the bye too. But
2: Cowboys. Where is are, that game? Where is that? Where I'm pulling up the slate right now so I can
0: it's gonna uh, be in Minnesota.
2: Okay, okay. Cowboys a, ooh, Monday night football or Sunday yeah, night football.
0: They are getting back DeMarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, and Leo Collins and a few other guys, but that's a pretty heavy big three. And I think and Kirk is very, very bad when he's under pressure. I think Dan Quinn knows that
2: very and bad
0: micah d law and randy i think are gonna be in kirk's grill the whole night so i'll say Cowboy i like Spray.
2: that pick. i like that pick i can get behind that
1: yeah i'm gonna go with uh, college football it's, it's more my go-to for sports betting um i love baylor minus two and a half um against texas i'm just been on baylor all year um I think they could have beaten Oklahoma State, uh, but Baylor's 3-6 and six in the last nine meetings to Stillwater. Um, even with RG3, they got one game. And even during that run where TCU and Baylor were atop the Big 12, Oklahoma State was always a very tough game for them. Oh, yeah. Especially in Stillwater. Um, and they were out their leading tackler um, and their Mike linebacker, who when you play a three three five or a 4-2, um, 4-2-5, you need that Mike linebacker. Um I think Texas just doesn't know how to finish games. Uh, we saw TCU no, try to make clearly. a late comeback. We've seen Oklahoma. Um, I go to Arkansas. So that second game of the year was electric. And Waco and Baylor's really good in Waco. So I love Baylor minus two and a half. Um, and yeah, that's that's going to be my play.
2: I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm looking at college right now. I see Kansas State. Going up against TCU this week and Kansas State's minus three. I think that might be a move. Uh, I think TCU is just not great this season. I think Kansas State's a better football team right now. Uh, I could be on that. I hate fading my own team, so I don't know. About, I don't know. I'm, I'm so bad at college football. Guys, Like, it's been brutal for me. I just have to tail other people's plays uh, because I, I I was on OU minus 37 and a half as my super goat Mega Max play last week and they almost <laughs> lose outright dude almost lost outright um but looking at the nfl slate there's some interesting spreads this week um but one that stuck out to me a lot was where did it just go oh i think the absolute smackdown of the day is gonna be bills minus 13 and a half. i think that game is just gonna be one you're not gonna want to watch it's gonna be kind of similar to that texans game against the bills where it was like what 45 to zero uh i i mean sometimes the big spreads scare people but those are usually the biggest locks because i mean that spread literally tells a story and what's going to happen in the game and and if you just look at this if you look at the success rate of double digit spreads in the nfl this season i'd be willing to guarantee it's probably you know in the positive of of the favorites covering uh so I, i I bet on the Dolphins this weekend, and they literally look so bad. They uh, <laughs> lost to the Falcons outright at home. Um, I was on them on the money line and the spread. But uh, I think the Bills are, the, are legit. They're a real deal. And I think they win by more than two touchdowns against Miami in that one.
0: I love that play. I think, to your point, I think I read that the big that double-digit spreads were 8-3 and three this there you year. Go. And there you go. I know that in recent memory, the Rams and Giants – that was like 37 to 10 or yep. something like that. Yeah. So that's, and they can't give you too much.
2: Yeah. And the yeah. box, the box are always double digit and, uh, against like horseshit teams and they've been covering those too. But when it's a yep. small spread with the box, they can't cover.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to have those games the rest of the year. Their schedule is so easy. Is it really? It's mm-hmm. like, I think they play the bills, but other than that, Ooh, it's like, good game. It's gonna. It's like eight of the bottom twelve teams. They something crazy. They're- that
2: Titans Colts game is is confusing. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. You would think you would think it would be a minus three, three and a half spread for Tennessee. It's a minus one right now. So it's basically a pick 'em. I don't know, dude. I mean, those are two teams that are tough to figure out.
1: Yeah, that's like the Titans. I feel like if it's not a great opponent, they don't show up.
2: Yeah, like, yep.
1: you lose Jets. to the Jets and then I get they're missing Julio and A.J. Brown, but you lose to the Jets and yeah, the Bills and the Chiefs.
2: They play very up and down to their competition. Mm-hmm. Like it's cra- like TCU. It reminds me of TCU football. TCU will, you know, give OU a run for their money, but make you sweat against Kansas. You know, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I had a TCU money line as my last leg of my parlay uh, when they played West Virginia last week, and I was like, "Look, TCU's played Texas well, like at home, like they Gary Patterson's going to get them going, and then West Virginia just takes over the game." Yep,
0: yep, yep. But I'm a a Red Raider, so I was on the receiving end of TCU as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Well. If you had to give, last question, your biggest surprise um, or your favorite future bet, let's do that. Favorite future bet that you have right now. I think I know what your favorite future is, but I'll go ahead and let you say it.
2: Is this on uh, any sport or just football? Uh, any
1: sport. Any sport. I I'm
2: have sorry. a I have a futures bet that I've played since the, the second this kid was drafted. It's Josh Pitty, yeah. uh, Rookie of the Year at plus 3,000. I love the pick. I was actually, I actually hated the pick. Like, right when they submitted who they were drafting, I was like, who? But then, like, I I did my (laughs) research. I obviously watched some of his uh, highlight reels and shit and watched them all preseason. And I was like, dude, this kid might actually be the real fucking deal. Uh, He's 18 years old, crazy. Um, And he's already putting up great numbers. He had a great game, I think it was last night. Um, And I'm excited to watch him tonight against the Warriors. Uh, But yeah, rookie of the year, Josh Giddy, plus 3,000. I also have a futures bet on the Dallas Mavericks to win the Ooh. finals.
0: Oh, uh, at, at let's plus go. Three,
2: yeah, plus three thousand also. I love that.
0: Yeah. I was I was about to throw on them uh, making the finals, but I might have to throw them winning now. Yeah,
2: inspired. Yeah. I like that's it. I think they. Hard. I think they make a move or two and and get like you know someone in the in free agency to. Get them above that top tier in the West. Uh, I could see it happening, and if they do do that, like then
0: they're they're going to be a team to be for sure. I love yeah. it. Yeah, new front office a, and everything. I got mm-hmm. a future
1: bet. If you're interested in, I think I put it was at the time it was like six dollars for two twenty. I don't want to toss too much, but it was Jalen Brunson, six man of the year. The wow. reason behind this, me and Jake both love it. We both tossed. I think he put a, a little bit more on that, but. Mavs have wanted this secondary ball handler this entire time. You have Jalen Brunson on the bench, contract year. Didn't get the extension because he can get more money in free agency. So if he wants to make money, this is the year. Yeah. He's going to play a lot of minutes with Luka, a lot of minutes without Luka. He was fourth last year, or he was fifth. Tim Hardaway Jr. was fourth, but Tim Hardaway's a starter now. So he won't be in the conversation. And you just had Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson because of their team's record. They were one and yeah. two. So Jalen Brunson's right there, and it is a prime time spot for him to win six man, because he'll be a starter, I think, after this year if he leaves the match or he comes back. I think he's definitely a starting caliber player.
2: I like that pick. What were the odds on that?
1: Um at the time I want to say it was It was around four hundred. No, right around plus four hundred. It was a lot more than four hundred.
0: Yeah, I thought it would um, be the thousands, no? It
1: was it was in like the twenty five, like plus twenty five thousand. Yeah. Um I can pull it up real quick, but
2: um I, I yeah. like that pick. though. That's pretty surgical.
1: Yeah. You just uh I feel like when you understand like your own team, you know what they Situations, need yeah. in the video and you like listen to what they need, it's a little bit more insight to if yes. you should something or not.
0: Yes. That's oh, why like Lucas favored for M V P yeah. almost thrown that too. Yeah. It
1: was yeah. plus two thousand nine hundred at the time.
0: That's
2: that's value. That's so yeah,
1: value. it was a value play too. Like, yeah. okay, what's <laughs> all about? Value. Here. All
0: about. Well, Trent, we we really appreciate your time. Thanks for hopping on today. Of and course, man. You wanna give a quick pick for baseball tonight?
2: Oh, I'm all over. I've actually I've never been more confident that there's not gonna be a run scored in the first inning. No run first inning, Nerfy. It's even odds. Book we'll it. There's going to be hella runs tonight, but not in the first. Um, not in the
0: first. Jitters, some butterflies.
2: Yeah. They'll get yeah, over some it. Pre game jitters.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Trent. We really appreciate it. We'll, we'll see what happens with the Astros tonight, but of course, keep track of our goes. plays. Best of luck betting.
2: Yeah, thank you. You guys too.
1: Hey guys, with sports betting season in full force, with football season around the corner, you need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. Use promo code DIRK41, that's all caps, at BetUS.com to receive a 125% sign-up bonus after a deposit of $50 or more. BetUS has a lines for any game you can dream of while allowing you to bet live sports across the globe. From the live casino to the horse tracks, bet us has you covered in every front remember to use promo code dirk 41 all caps at BetUS.com in order to receive your 125 percent signup bonus at the best sports book there is so
0: moving on from our talk with trent uh shout out to him we'll see what happens with the baseball tonight all his picks you heard it from the man you heard it from us. We just threw like 15 picks at you. So make what you want of that.
1: Yeah.
0: So now we're getting into the Mavs. They are playing the Rockets tonight, favored by ten and a half. Initial thoughts,
1: Mac? Uh, on the Mavs or the game tonight?
0: Let's say game tonight.
1: Game tonight. Um, the Rockets have only had one game where they're, Offensive rating per 100 possessions has been over a hundred and they have not lost to the OKC Thunder. So in reality, that doesn't count. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, um, you know, I'd expect the Mavs to win tonight. Um, I don't know if ten and a half is something I feel comfortable laying. I think it depends on, you know, what type of Mavs team do we see? We saw in game one, we saw a very, rough maps team, uh, adjusting to some coaching changes and some offensive changes. And we saw that in the first half against the Raptors and the second half, it was spread about uh, Luca do Luca and we saw some real success there. So, um, I think that this game could go either way. I think this game could be a blowout or I think the Rockets could secretly keep it close. And the Rockets have played the maps well over the past couple of years. Um, when the talent is discrepancies pretty big, um,
0: yeah, uh, it's the I think the X factor, and I, obviously Luke is the X factor for the game. He's the best player, of course, but I think Jalen Green is kind of the X factor. Oddly, uh, he's been he had a great game against the Thunder. Uh, that was probably a great team to you know get a little warm, get his rocks off a little. But we'll see what happens tonight, because. His best area of scoring up until the NBA was around the rim. You know, he's so freakishly athletic. He uh, he had great percentages around the rim, but he's kind of been on a downfall this year. So I don't know if he if that jumps back up tonight if he finds a confidence with, you know, maybe we'll see how Porzingis defends the rim. Um, yeah, that's kind of the story for me. We'll see. If we can keep him on the perimeter, keep him in the – just keep him away from the rim, I think that's how we can take advantage of the rookie.
1: Yeah, I think a big X factor tonight also is going to be the play of Tim Hardaway Jr. In the first half against the Raptors, he was 0 for 3 from 3, finished 7 for 11 uh, with 25 points. So I think that's going to be a big X factor. Um, And, you know, I just think that they're figuring out how this team works. And, you know, it is an 82-game season, so – if you had to ask me now, I'm not worried about the situation that the Mavs are in. Um, Just kind of broadly speaking about the Mavs and not just the game, it's going to take some time to figure out the rotation. It's going to take some time to figure out what the best lineup is moving forward. Um, So I'm not super worried. I don't think that this lineup that we have currently is going to stay as a starting lineup. I just don't think there's any way it can. Um, And if Dwight Powell plays, I need to see some high pick and rolls. And I love KP. I love him being a basketball player, but kindly stay in the corner um, during those moments. And if you want to make the occasional cut, make the occasional cut. But I do not want to see high pick and rolls with KP at the mid post or KP on the block um, just waiting there.
0: No. Yeah, I I agree completely. And I I like what I like kids notions. You know, I want to. Make KP a basketball player. I want to know how he is in New York. And that's fine. I am I can get behind that. You know, I, I can't get behind, like, so much ball handling. know, so many, like, deep mid-range shots. When, and I know if he shot that thing at, like, a Dirk-level efficiency, you know, my mouth would be shut. I wouldn't be able to say anything. But yeah. <clears throat> the thing about Dirk, when he took those mid-range it was because he either had a bigger defender on him or because he knew he could get it whenever he wanted or because he would get close and it'd be a short little fade, but.
1: And, and keyword fade. Like yeah. I have seen KP take some fadeaways here and there, but he's obviously not on Dirk's level. I don't, you know, like of any type of fadeaway. away. Um, but he also will just square the defender up, jab step once. Maybe going between the legs and then just pull up jumper. Those are not really my favorite shots but I do think The way kid talks about the mid-range. I think the mid-range is important I don't think the mid-range is as important in the regular season And I think that if you're just a basketball connoisseur And you're not just watching one team you can tell teams play completely different in the playoffs so The regular season does matter a ton because it sets up the success for the play for success you're going to have in the playoffs. I think the mid range will be much more appreciated in the playoffs when shots are tougher to come by and you face a team maybe like the Clippers, which are really good at defending, have length and stuff. Um, But, yeah, I don't want to see KP put the ball on the floor against OG or any primary wing defender that switched on to him ever.
0: And yeah, kinda like you're saying, I don't there are certain guys you want to take certain shots. Um yeah, I, I don't want Dorian taking mid range shots. I don't really know about Reggie. I Dwight Powell should not be taking jump shots, period. You know, <laughs> Tim, Luca, KP, Brunson, and that and the list ends about there, you know.
1: Yeah. And- that- if, if Bullock – I've seen enough yeah, of Bullock in years past. If he wants, wants to start spraying it from three, um, I trust him. It's it's like the same thing with Tim Hardaway. Like some of the shots he takes when it's in the air, you're like, oh, my God. Why did you just take a contested 32-footer? Uh, 30, um, and it just goes off the glass and goes in. And you're like, okay. I'm. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. You, you just live with the shots he's going to take. Um, yeah, I –
0: I like I like the idea of everyone being a basketball player, you know, but also, as you know, I don't mean to bring up Rick Carlisle, but he was here for 10 or 13 years. So and we set the offensive record under Rick, which I think is also important. But spacing was such a huge thing. You know, Reggie. When you have Luka Doncic on your team, I know he doesn't need to be taking the ball up the floor every time and creating every single play cuz it's not sustainable and he's going to get tired and beat up. But, you know, I want Reggie and Dorian to sit in the corner and move around the perimeter. That's their strength. I want Tim to be cutting/slashing and shooting. Yeah, they don't they don't need to be put in situations that they're not used to and put in, in situations that's just like not them.
1: Yeah, like for example, Posting up Dorian Finney Smith wow. on Trey Young. As much as I love the mouse in the house thing, and I love screaming mouse in the house and seeing a, <laughs> a bigger defender take advantage of a small guy down at the block. Which
0: KP does, that's what I also wanted to say. He doesn't. I know that's not, I know he's not Shaq. That's not his game. Just banging down low. But if you're seven foot three, you have to be able to take advantage of those little matchups like And that, you that, have to
1: be able to go left with a spin move. It seems like every time he could spin left when he's posting up or do a drop step, go left, and he's at the rim, you know, and he can go up with it or he can make a play, make a pass. I think he's an underrated passer. Um, but, yeah, the spacing just needs to get better for the Mavs, and I think over time it definitely will. And I think that when Luca's off the ball, I do need to see more – energy and cutting from Luca, it seems he just kind of stands there and doesn't seem super involved in it. And I think um, as great as Luca is, if he wants to take that next step, he's going to need to learn how to play off the ball. Um, Just because you, I haven't seen a time where one player can take the ball every single time and win a championship, especially In the more modernized today's game. I think we've seen LeBron take teams to the finals when it's just him. And you got guys like Matthew Delvedova, Timothy Moskoff on your team. But you haven't seen success.
0: I mean, look at the Warriors. Like, their number one player maybe ever, Steph. Uh, Also probably the MVP favorite right now.
1: Or, Uh, Or John Morant one or the other yeah i think steph would get the votes because of his name steph but Josh playing incredible
0: definitely that's a good point but i mean the the biggest off-ball mover ever like dude yeah in two minutes he'd have the the average joe like gasping for air and he's running around taking shots cutting off people four feet behind the line you know that's not going to be luca but
1: Yeah, it's got to be got to be able
0: to sacrifice a little off ball.
1: Yeah, like I think when I'm talking about Luca, I think like players I want to compare him to, and you've seen, and you know like James Harden, when he had better suited rosters than what the Mavs and Luca have right now, still couldn't get over the hump, um, even when he had that secondary ball handler because he wasn't active. He wasn't active as an off ball guy, and. You know, as we love Luca and we think Luca could go down, like, I think, I mean, it is pretty far fetched in some sense, but like, if Luca can win some championships and he plays for 20 years or 18 years or something like that and keeps his body healthy and doesn't have a lot of injuries, Luca could go down as one of the best players to ever play the game.
0: Ever, yeah, Um, easily best offensive player.
1: Yeah, and maybe go down as, you know, the GOAT. Like, if you told me Luca gets, six rings and passes whatever Braun finishes and points and then like gets up there like top 10 and assists, and maybe top 15 top 20 in rebounds it's a conversation but i think to take the next step you've seen guys like lebron or guys like mj versatile their game and you know i think people would compare luca more to james harden right now as his play style but if luca could cut and Start finishing and look a little bit more live off ball. I think it might give some dynamicness to the offense, but it's also with personnel. Um, I just, the ball's better off in his hands. Um, yeah, and
0: I think he kind of does this like arrogant 22 year old thing, like we probably know, where if he doesn't like the play or if he thinks it's a stupid play, I think that's kind of when he sits out. You know, I saw that a lot against Atlanta and a little bit against Toronto, but then. You know, Tim's shots started falling, Lucas started heating up, and he, and he got out of it pretty quick. But that's one th- one way I want to see him step in the right direction. You know, when stuff's not going right, uh, his body language is really bad. It's really, yeah. really bad. But, like, you know, two, three, <laughs> almost three games in the season, and he's 22 years old. So, it, like, it, time it, is fine.
1: And I think we also—it's very hard to complain about Lucas, So it's more nitpicking stuff, I think, with both of us are doing because he's such a talent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I—I I will say I've really loved Jalen Brunson this year. Um, talked about it. Um, pleasant surprise. Very pleasant surprise. I'd love to see him take a step this year. You know, it's contract year. It's—it's—it's it's, it's his time to figure out if he's going to be a Monte Morris. Dennis Schroeder type, or if he could even get to that next level, like I think
0: it's like a good comparison, guard yeah. off the bench type,
1: like no, like a Van Vliet type. Yeah, like can he hit that Van Fleet role to where he's a starter, you know? Versus, you know, there's a little little bit less with Dennis Schroeder, who's a guy who can start or come off the bench, and then there's your Monte Morris, just he's gonna be a bench guy. It's gonna be a really good bench guy, really, really good bench piece. Or like campaign.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd I like would, to see him a step above campaign. Is what I I'm wouldn't. Saying.
1: I wouldn't go as far as campaign just because campaign was in China two years ago. Um,
0: yeah, but, but you know he's hooping. Like he earned himself now. a contract.
1: The campaign now, yeah. It's like, is this guy, uh, is this guy an Eric Bledsoe, or is he a hmm. step above Eric Bledsoe? Or like... Uh, you Brandon just, Knight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but bef- I do want to talk... If we're talking maps. I think you got to talk about the seven-footer, the seven-foot-three guy. I loved his effort so far. He yeah. looks... He moves a lot better.
0: Clearly more it, engaged.
1: Yes. Much more.
0: Yeah. You, and, and the big thing for him, like the offense is going to come when you're playing next to one of the best player mvp favorite let's just leave it at that and tim tim is in stride jalen's in stride you got a lot of ball handlers around you a lot of pick and roll type guys offense is going to come but yeah i think you're getting the defense
1: yeah and i think when you look at kp you know the box score is not going to tell the whole story because you know some of the issues um like if you're not a maps fan and you're not super in tune with the Mavs, you might just think, oh, he just wasn't shooting well, he's just bad at defense, but a lot of it was mobility stuff, and um, you look at it, his mobility looks better, you know, I hate, honestly, like, obviously, he has to jump and stuff, but I seem to hate every time he jumps or, like, gets to a collision, you know, I just hold my breath a little bit, but I've loved the way he's looked so far, and I think that, you know, even if it's, even if He's not a long-term partner. His success is still extremely critical for the Mavs and what they want to do. They want to accomplish big things because if he's not a long-term piece, figure it out and hope his value continues to rise from what it is and you can salvage something and maybe even get something positive in return because the dude's 25, 26. He's seven foot three. um, He used to be an elite rim defender and he can shoot from 40 feet away. So it's like a, it is a unicorn and I just hope that his health is better this year. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that. And he obviously is going to take a little while to get rolling, rolling. Um, But I hope to see that soon because the way he's looked defensively, um, it looks like he could almost play a little bit of the five, um, which would, that's the real key for the Mavs. If KP can play the five, they're pretty unstoppable. Yeah, and if he defends and, the rim and plays the five and, like, does defense well, kind of unstoppable.
0: The old, I can only think of, like, two who—maybe a few teams where, you know, maybe I wouldn't want him playing five the whole game in the playoffs. You know, probably want to throw, like, Dwight Maxey in there for some relief down low. That's probably against, like, Jokic and if we met the Sixers in the finals against Embiid.
1: Yeah, I'd hate to see maybe
0: Nurkic. (laughs) I don't know. Nurkic is a big body. Uh, Cat. I I don't think Cat is any threat down low. He's more of a perimeter threat. Yeah, in in the West, especially now, there's not very many like menacing fives.
1: I'll tell you some fives I wouldn't want him. I think the
0: Lakers would be a bad matchup because they're just so big.
1: Yeah, I don't all around. I don't love the Utah matchup with Gobert.
0: But at the same
1: time, you kind of have to – that's what I was about to say. You kind of hate it, but you love it. You hate how dominant Gobert might be down low, but you love what KP uh, can do to Gobert on the offensive end, spreading the floor, getting him to switch out.
0: The other thing is we saw Dorian get his career high when Rudy Gobert was guarding him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely pluses. that So he's going
0: to be locked onto KP or – we're torching him all games.
1: I don't want to see KP start at the five against the Pelicans. You can say what you want, but Valanciunas, yeah. is menace down low. He's physical. Yes. It's, it's all get out. Yeah, twenty three and that. twenty-two. He's one of more of the polarizing centers that I wouldn't want to see KP go against. And I think some I think that has to do uh with some of the success that Grizzlies have had against the Mavs, because Valanciunas will go off for about eighteen and eighteen. It seems every time they play the Mavs, and he's just so dominant down low. Now, he's not going to be, if it was a seven game series, I'm not as worried about Valentinus, but I'm, we're just talking regular season, like, or sometimes even best seven, but regular season, I wouldn't want to see him start against these bigger centers like that.
0: Definitely. I mean, I can't think of too many more in the West. Uh, yeah. There's Rockets not, don't uh, scare. I mean, pff, what am I saying? Rockets. I mean, playoff wise. Nuggets, yeah, there's, Clippers. there's not
1: a ton of teams. You know, Memphis lost Valachunas and got Stephen Adams, but I'm not as worried about Stephen Adams as I am Valachunas. Um, you you look at some of the teams like Clint Capella, Atlanta. You kind of have to go to the East. I wouldn't. You know, there's pluses and minuses with it all, but um, Eight, nine, and it also depends on who you start next to him. If you're starting Dorian, you know, I don't love that. If you're starting Maxi. Yeah, I could live with that a little bit more, even though he's got a horrible rebounding rate um, for a six eleven German.
0: Why? But. That's why we need Eugene to become <sighs> Draymond.
1: Yeah. Or <laughs> hurry
0: up, Eugene.
1: Or Moses becomes Tyson Chandler and <laughs> KP, KP. That would be interesting. Dirk injects KP with his DNA, and uh, we we love the European players. We love
0: them. We love oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. We <laughs> we. we we happen to play uh <clears throat> Luca's best friend next to KP in the playoffs for thirty minutes a night also. It's uh, yeah. almost worked out.
1: Hey, think about quite. think about this uh this team with Drogic. I know it's uh I know it's still a long way into the buyout. I mean buyout,
0: it's one year, yeah.
1: But you know, I think once the Raptors realize that they're not a playoff contender yeah I think they I the move league. away from Dragic. He was a starter to start the year, and he's moved to the bench. Um, you know, last game they played. Um, he totaled a total of fourteen minutes, and that's the same as the game before. And I think when you have a veteran guy like that who was a points per game leader, about like a physical year ago for a team in the finals, and he just okay. missed the finals because of injury. I don't think they keep him on the team. It's just a bad look for an organization to do that. Just in general, when you talk about the NBA and exactly. if he gets bought out, he'd be fantastic fit for the Mavs. And I think he'd come.
0: And he'd then love I, I love me some Brunson. And I think him and Gorn could be crazy. But also, if we have Dragic, you know, maybe Brunson brings some trade value.
1: Yeah. And maybe he brings that value and maybe the Mavs can end up just extending him, getting him back on and, you know, playing, seeing if Drogic's uh, comparable or if he comes back and just seeing how it looks then. Because, you know, never, never bad to have multiple ball handlers, you know. If never. Bullock has to play the three, then Bullock can play the three.
0: I feel like and, Atlanta, Atlanta has six guys that can handle the rock.
1: Yeah, you got. Even God,
0: Kevin Herter can handle the ball.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, obviously, I think Bo, Bogdanovich has a little bit more playmaking than Tim, but it's like you got Trey Luka,
0: so Tim Cam Cam was taking us off the dribble.
1: Yeah, and I think you can never Reeve have – Cooper
0: off. coming off the bench.
1: And we, who do we have? Tr- Trey Burke. And, yeah. <laughs> Yikes.
0: We'll see what happens though. Playing the Rockets tonight, ten and a half, like we said. Very confident in the win. I don't. I, I don't think this is a game we drop. I think we learned from last game. This is a team that learns quick, especially when you have Luka Doncic. You need to learn quick. You need to bounce back. Just get the ball in his hands. Sometimes the best play is uh, Luka. Here's the ball, <laughs> and we've seen that picture with kid only the clipboard on media day or he's joking around saying his game plan is give the ball to luca and it's like yeah well you know that should be like 30 percent of the plays just open gym back yeah. to back cut screen for each other and let luca dribble but
1: and yes. if i'm on any play tonight i'm on the under 222 um the rockets can't score i think the maps have improved a lot defensively or at least you can't really tell yet because the season just started, but it's something they are working on is improving defensively. Um, So if I'm on any play, I'm taking the under based on the rocket stats I mentioned before about their points per 100 per session. So um, yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to bet on it, I take the under. Love it.
0: Thanks for listening today. Love to love to having Trent on. got a lot of plays out. Got some maps talk out there. Get some more, get another pot up. Should be Friday. We'll see you next time here at All in One Dallas Sports.
2: Peace.